want to welcome you to our Wednesday night live service. Um, I believe it's either October the 12th or the 13th. Nope, it's actually the 14th. Uh, 7.31 here in Houston, Texas. My name is Stanley Scott II. I'm the senior pastor of Faith Family Church. Uh, so I first want to say hello to all of my faith family out there that are joining us. And if you are visiting with us, we welcome you. We're getting ready to have church. Um, I've got some powerful things stirring in my heart about service tonight. And per adventure, you just stop by, hang in there for about uh, 30, 40, 50 minutes. I don't know how long I'm going to preach tonight, but, you know, I, I believe that the steps of a good man are ordered of the Lord. Uh, Pastor Travis, this past Sunday, was talking about order and uh, staying in order. And I believe that the Word of God should have precedent and priority in your life, that it should come before, you know, whatever news report you could watch tonight or, you know, whatever TV show that you can involve in. Uh, thank God for family. Uh, but, but the word of God is what causes us to have healthy family relationships. And so I challenge you to make this a distraction-free moment where you can dive into the, I mean, this is going to be so powerful tonight. You don't want to miss it. So don't let any distractions keep you from uh, soaking up uh, the, the morsels of meat from the word of God uh, in this moment. So I want to say hello to you. I want to say hello to my mom and dad. Uh, you know, typically they, they catch our broadcast. And so hello to them. Hello to my uh, stepmother, uh, Marilyn in uh, Chicago. So hello all the way up there, uh, all the way out in Arizona. Um, uh, th those that are watching those, I, I've been thinking about Sister Shemitius James in, in uh, Tulsa, Oklahoma. Wasn't far from Tulsa last week. I was at the uh, Branson uh, Week of Increase with Pastor Keith Moore and Faith Life Church there. Uh, hello to the Bibzak family up in Iowa. Amen. All over. And, and of course, um, you know, thank God for all my faith family here in Houston. So just giving you a moment to get connected. Um, got, got service coming up uh, this Sunday. And uh, also, you know, it's dark outside. That's a little bit different. You know, as you can tell, we're going into time change season. I don't know when uh, the time will actually change, but we'll flow along with it. We'll make a couple of announcements uh, to keep you all posted. One more thing before we pray and delve into the word of God. Um, please keep praying for churches everywhere. Um, this coronavirus pandemic attack, I think, was first against the body of Christ. Uh, it, it, it was to make a mockery of the, the church of the Lord in the earth. Uh, Satan is wielding uh, weapons and, and, and is bringing an onslaught of attack uh, in the world and, you know, trying to set back the kingdom. And I know churches aren't, aren't back to 100%. I know faith family is not back to 100% yet. And um, at, the, at the end of the day, there are people's lives um, that are impacted most significantly uh, by what's happening. So please keep churches everywhere, your church, uh, our church. I mean, wh wherever you connected, keep the body of Christ lifted up uh, so that we can go into 2021 uh, making up for lost time. Uh, 
Amen. Redeeming the time uh, for the Lord is at hand. For those of you that are joining, listen, tonight we're in Jacob's Ladder Part 3. And the subtitle for this message is called More Blessed. I want you to listen to a couple of questions that came to my heart that shape what it is I believe the Spirit of God has for me to minister to you tonight. We are in a series studying the life of Jacob. <laughs> and it was born out of a message that we preached in a different series, but it was a message about the blessing. And in that message, we looked at um, th that God commanded that the minister pronounce a blessing over his people and that God would bless them as a result. And, you know, it comes out of number six that may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you, be gracious to you. May the Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace. And God bless the people uh, as a result. And so, you know, we will not end a service without speaking that blessing over your life. Amen. And, and what a great revelation. But we used Jacob as an example of an individual who values the blessing. And in, in the story, we looked at the fact that one night he was wrestling with some things. He was, he was headed back to see his brother whom he had deceived. And they were, anyway, he was struggling and having a hard time and, and wanting God to help him, asking, praying for, before God. And one night um, he was in a camp, he was alone and somebody showed up and you know, I don't know how it really went down, but I can only imagine if I'm out in the wilderness and I'm already dealing with a lot on the job and in the home and, you know, just a lot on my heart. But in the middle of the night, somebody shows up in my camp. You know, just today I was I was, um, you know, dropping off a trailer uh, for the church. You know, I had done a little bit of work on some of the audio equipment and I looked up from, you know, taking the trailer off the truck. And there was a guy walking up and, you know, <laughs> I'm from Detroit. So, wow, you know, it just caught me off guard. I didn't say anything bad. But, you know, my first reaction is like, whoa, you know, uh, trying to assess the situation. Um, and, uh, you know, sure enough, you know, it was no, no issue, no problem. He was just asking if I was, uh, you know, had had a particular question. I, I wasn't interested. And and so I, I went on. But. I want you to imagine what that was like. You know, you're in a camp in a dark place. It's night. They don't have lights and flashlights and somebody shows up, you know. And so uh, and, and it, he ended up wrestling with this 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 person throughout the night. And w one thing that we're going to learn as we study Jacob's life, he was very sensitive to the things of God and to the move of God. Um, at the at the beginning of that chapter, he we noted, uh, and and as we're about to note, he had different experience with God, and we're calling this series Jacob's Ladder. Now, Jacob wrestling with an angel is, is like chapters later, but yet this is another occasion where God is moving, something is happening, and he can't quite figure it out. 
But because he is like you and I, individuals that have learned by experience how to value the blessing of the Lord, he would not let this man go without him blessing him. Now, at the time uh, of just uh, of Jacob wrestling with this man, which as far as he was concerned, he was wrestling with God, whether it was an angel, I, I, you know, we, we just read it from the text in the context. But as far as he's concerned, he said, I wrestled with God. I saw him face to face and I live. OK, so um, like Jacob, he valued the blessing that he wouldn't let that guy go until a blessing was spoken over his life. Now, as students of the blessing, which we are in this season that God has us in, I immediately want you to know that when God blesses, words are spoken. And so when we bless, we speak. Amen. And so he wouldn't, he said, I, I won't let you go until you bless me. And so, um, you know, that, that angel, God changed his name in that moment and spoke a blessing over him, touched him in, in, in the hip socket, and then, you know, the, 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 the being departed. Okay. Um, now you would think, you would think that that was the first time that Jacob was blessed. You know, he's like, man, I haven't been blessed. Other people have been blessed, but I haven't been blessed. I'm not letting you go until you bless me. No, man, from the time this boy was born, um, I mean, he wrestled in the womb with his brother trying to come out first, uh, you know, but, but besides the fact, you know, two nations were in the womb. We'll look at that. And, you know, he comes out holding on to his brother's foot or ankle. He's the, he's the second born twin. And um, sure enough, as they grew up, um, he learned about the blessing of the Lord last week. If you missed last week, please, please, please go back. Check out last week because we started looking at like how, what, where did he get this from? You know, where did, where did these things, where did this value of the blessing come from? Um, and we pointed out that his grandfather was the Abraham <laughs> and Evidently, he heard the story of how Abraham experienced God, God telling him to go out. And as the New Testament, watch this, and especially if you're a student of the word and, and now being with me, a student of the blessing, the gospel, the, 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 the Bible calls in Galatians chapter three, and we read it. I'll look at it again later because we're students of it. But what God preached to Abraham was the blessing and the New Testament calls that message that I'm going to bless you and bless those that bless you. It, the New Testament calls that message of the blessing, the gospel. So what I submit to you is what I'm preaching tonight and over the next several weeks is the gospel. And you want to make sure that you are getting this, that you are getting a hold of this. So wh where did he get the value? How did he cultivate such a strong value for the blessing? And 
when we look at his story, this is not the when he wrestled with that with with God or with the angel. That was not the first time that he was blessed. That that Jacob himself was blessed, and, and what we're going to see is that you can whoo thank you Lord for the Holy Ghost. The the title of the message tonight is more blessed. What we're going to see is that you can get more blessing than you already have. So here are those questions that I want you to ponder and consider with me as we delve into the word of God tonight. Can you be more blessed than you already are? When you look at your life, I know some of you are really, really blessed. Um, we see things manifested in your life and your in your relationships, in your body, you know, if you've got health, you stand on your own two feet, clear mind, you're blessed, you've got good work, you know, finances are going well, children, I mean, the manifestation of blessing is so clear and evident on so many of your lives. But let me ask you, can you stand or, or, or can you be more blessed than you already are? Uh, another way to ask that question is, can you stand more of the blessing of God in your life? Can you stand more of it? You know, and then one other question is, can you use more blessing? You know, how many of you all could could use a little more blessing uh, from God in your life? You know, and I want to answer those questions from a biblical uh, approach. And I want to use Jacob's life over the next several weeks to show you from the word of God that you can be more blessed than you already are. Let's go ahead and pray and we'll delve into this today. Amen. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for this. Another amazing opportunity to meditate your word. Your word, O oh God, is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. We ask you to shine the light of your word to us tonight by the Holy Spirit. For those that are joined tonight, I thank you. Uh, I believe with all my heart, it's the demonstration of their heart valuing the blessing. Uh, so many have set this as an appointed time to receive from you. We pray that not one person leaves the same way that they came into this moment, that we all will be changed. In Jesus' name, amen. If you agree with that prayer, say amen. Amen. All right. So if you would, let's look again at the story of Jacob's ladder. And uh, we'll start from there. In the book of Genesis chapter 28, for those of you that have been uh, with me uh, for the last two weeks, uh, the story of Jacob's ladder is in Genesis 28, 10 through 22. It says, now Jacob went out from Beersheba and went toward Haran. So he came to a certain place and stayed there all night because the sun had said he took one of the stones that, of that place and he put it at his head. He laid down in that place to sleep. Then he dreamed and he, behold, a ladder was set up on the earth and its top reached to the heaven. And there the angels of God were ascending and descending on it. And behold, the Lord stood above it and said, I am the Lord God of Abraham, your father, the God of Isaac, 
the land on which you lie, I will give to you. Woo, glory. And to your descendants. Also, your descendants shall be as the dust of the earth. You shall spread abroad to the west and to the east and to the north and to the south. And in you and in your seed, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. Blessed. Behold, I am with you and I will keep you. May the Lord bless you and keep you. Wherever you go and will bring you back to this land. For I will not leave you until I have done what I have spoken unto you. Verse 16, then Jacob awoke from his sleep and he said, surely the Lord is in this place. And I did not know it. And he was afraid and said, how awesome is this place? This is none other than the house of God. And this is the gate of heaven. Then Jacob rose early in the morning. He took that stone that he had put in his head and he set it up as a pillar and poured oil on the top of it. And he called the name of that place Bethel. But the name of that city had been called Luz previously. Then Jacob made a vow saying, if God will be with me and keep me in this way that I'm going and give me bread to eat and clothing to put on so that I come back to my father's house in peace, then the Lord shall be my God. And this stone, which I set as a pillar, shall be God's house. And of all that you give me, I will surely give a tenth. To you. Now may the Lord add a blessing <laughs> to the reading of his word. Come on, come on. I know they said that traditionally, but I'm saying it in faith. What we've just read, may, may the Lord add a blessing in my life and in your life as a result of what we've just experienced. So again, this is Jacob's, Jacob's ladder number three. And tonight we're going to talk about being more blessed. In Genesis uh, 28, we're looking at the story of Jacob's ladder. And we see Jacob in this moment being blessed by God. Remember, the blessing is spoken. And God appears to him in a dream after seeing this vision of angels going up and down. And God blesses him in that place. And the Lord blessed him there. Wow, that's tremendous. Um, so obviously chapters later, when he's wrestling, <laughs> uh, he's experiencing more blessing. He's like, I want more of this. Can you have, can you be more blessed than you already are? Uh, and, and, and that's the essence of it. Uh, several powerful things in there. Um, one thing I do want to pull up from Jacob's ladder number two is the, the thought of a special blessing. Uh, I smile because I can't say those three words without thinking about something that my dad said to me when I was just a teenager. I told you all this story. I wanted to, you know, everybody at school was, was having premarital sex, you know, having sex. And I, man, I, I'd hear the stories and I, I came home one day and I was taught in church in youth church, and my parents taught us, you know, flee fornication. Every sin that a man does is without the body. He that commits fornication sins against his own body. Great way to raise your kids, by the way. 
uh, all that tribe before you buy it. That's that's some junk. Okay, to mess up your life. The book of Proverbs chapter five says you should never sleep with somebody that you don't have a covenant with in marriage. Okay, that's a you know, I'm going to keep preaching that because I hope that you can at least even if you didn't live it, you know, teach your children to abstain from fornication. Amen. You know, so I came home man. I wanted to have sex. And I told my mom, I said, mom, you know, all the kids are doing it. I want to have sex. And then I started questioning her and I, I mean, I was probably shocked. You know, I, I think about it to this day. We were in the kitchen. And, and so when my dad walked in, she was like, Stanley, talk to your son. And, you know, I was quizzing him. I was like, you know, well, why do I have to wait? And did you all wait? Did you all have sex before? Won't God forgive you? You know, doesn't the Bible say that, you know, if you confess your sins, I mean, I was, I was coming at him with the word, you know, cause I wanted to have sex, but, but they were trying to teach me something and I'll never forget what he said. And I, and I pray that you'll never forget this. I use my story to help you and to impart this into you. He says, there's a special blessing when you wait, there's a special blessing, a special blessing. So Jacob's ladder part number two was about a special blessing. So go back and look at more of that. But here's a thought that I want to bring up into Jacob's ladder number three. When we talk about being more blessed, are there different kinds of blessing? So for example, you know, you might've been at church and the, you know, you raise your hand and the pastor said, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord, uh, uh, make his face shine towards you and be gracious to you. May the Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace. Be blessed in Jesus name. All right. Well, let's just call that a general blessing. So in that crowd, you may have some people that are doing good and some people that are not doing so good. Right. But, you know, it, it's not based on your goodness. He said, may the Lord bless you and keep you and you know, and be with you. And that's powerful, right? That's, let's say, let's call that a general blessing. All right, put that over there in this category, a general blessing. God's going to bless you regardless of what you do or don't do. God's going to bless you. And I believe that. Okay. But like what my dad told me is there's a special blessing, which is kind of like different <laughs> than the everyday blessing. Now, man, when you value the blessing, when you find out that there's more, <laughs> man, this is good, right? So I'm going to take you back. So obviously, um, I'm not a spring chicken. So back in the day, they had this movie called Mo Better Blues. Oh, man. Oh, man. Okay. I, I think I have been saved all my life, but I did have to be born again, okay? And there have been many times that I've rededicated my life. But I remember Mo Better Blues. Mo Better, Mo Better, Mo Better. Okay, I'm cutting up right now. Y'all pray for me. Just bear with me. Can it be more better? Or is there more blessing? Can we be more blessed than we already are? Is there more of the blessing of God out there available, right? Not just the general blessing. It's like, hey, you know, there's over here a special blessing when you do it God's way in this area, right? So that's what my parents led me to believe. And they were absolutely right. Woo, can I tell you how blessed I am? 
Um, Marquita is God's gift to me and our boys. I mean, I look at them. I'm amazed. I believe like, you know, some 30 years later, I'm living in that special blessing and there's still yet more to come. Okay. So I want to pull up that thought about a special blessing. The other part of that, that thought, um, and I appreciate y'all just letting me minister to you tonight. Um, you know, I'm not putting on any kind of show. I'm just pouring into your spirit from the word of God. And I believe you'll be better because of it. Okay. Amen. So I I just want to bring to your remembrance in the book of Psalm 133 in stanza three out of the new living translation in the place of unity in family relationships, marriages, uh, immediate families, extended families, because it's in the nature of relationships, church families, all right? Um, And then I I believe it even goes beyond. When you have unity, the Bible says in that place of unity and agreement, God commands a special blessing. And And I'm using the New Living Translation. It literally says a special blessing. In that place of unity, there's a special blessing. So listen, man, when I found that out, I mean, even to this day, I am always looking for the path of unity in our marriage, in in me as a man. I'm looking to not strive and struggle in work relationships or in in any relationship in the church. Why? Because in the place of unity, there's a special blessing. Now, abstaining from from sexual intimacy prior to marriage, there's a special blessing for that. But in a place where there's unity, there's a special blessing for that. How about this? Since we're using these terminologies, special blessing, not everybody tithes, okay? Like Barna did a study some years ago, three to 4% of Christians that go to church actually tithe. Okay, and if you go to a good word church like Faith Family Church, you know, that percentage really shoots up. But even if it reached from 5% to like 25%, there's still 75% of people at a church like Faith Family Church. And by the way, if you're a member of Faith Family Church, I don't look at people's givings records. You know, occasionally we may be doing something and I may see a portion of a day of a moment where a person gave or I may have to respond to, you know, an inquiry, you know, from someone about whatever, but, but I don't, I don't search the church. I love everybody regardless of what they do or what, what they don't do. But let's just say, again, I don't know the exact statistics of the people that attend faith family church. How many of us give tithes and offerings? And in reality, uh, how would I know what it is? I would have to know if they, you know, what their income was. And I don't know what people's income, I would have to know what other churches and ministries that they, you know, so that's just, it's ridiculous for me to try to look through the church record to see who is tithing and not tithing. You know, that's just foolishness. All right. But, um, but let's say at a church like Faith Family Church, you know, where, where people give tithes and offerings consistently and, and we're, we're a church where we give strong, amen. Let's say even if 25% of us tithe, give 10%, what about the other 75%? And then think about this. 
you know, is it like communist Russia where God treats everybody the same, whether you give 10% or whether you don't give 10%? Did God love everybody? <laughs> oh, man. See, it's better for me to preach where I can see people, right? So, you know, I can kind of mitigate <laughs> my... Um, uh, uh, my illustrations and remarks, praise God. You all bear with me. <laughs> Sometimes I crack myself up and I'm just in a room with a lens right now, so bear with me. So think about that. There's a special blessing in the place where there's unity. There's a special blessing when you, you, you abstain from, from fornication prior to marriage, you know? Um, even if you messed up before and you make a decision from this day forward, you know, we're not going to do it. You know, someone asked my wife, uh, she was working at a, at a, at a hospital as an executive and they asked her, you know, somebody at the hospital that she worked with, you know, well, did you and stand, you know, have y'all, you know, and she was like, you know, he's no, no. And she's like, you're not going to do that before y'all get married? You know, we're engaged, you know, she, the whole thing. And she was like, no, no, no. Oh, no, I couldn't do that. I would have to have it before I, I got married. I just got to know that I know. See, you know, I don't know. Y'all got to help me now. So even if, you know, if you've messed up and blown it, and this is a word from somebody, you know, you could decide today that, you know, going forward, uh, I'm just going to keep myself before God and, you know, we just, you know, I'm going to abstain. And then when we get married, then, then, uh, then we'll, we'll, you know, enjoy that, that level of intimacy. I believe that, that there would be a special blessing upon you for doing it that way than for doing it the world's way. Okay. So what, what, what I'm, what I'm saying is, okay, if there's a special blessing where, where you're in unity and special blessing when you do things according to the word. Could there be a special blessing upon an individual who tithes? Now, I'm within right and within reason in uh, our communication tonight, because in Genesis 28, verse 22, Jacob decided in this moment of an experience with God that from this moment forward, I vow to give you a tenth of everything that comes into my life. I'm going to tie. Well, I believe, and we're going to look at it tonight, that there is a special blessing. Another way to put it, so I'm going to use tonight's title, that you could be more blessed when you're in unity. You can be more blessed when you do things God's way where your, your, your body is concerned and obeying what the word of God says. And in your finances, glory to God, not just that general every day, may the Lord bless you and keep you, which is good. I want that. I need that, right? That's valuable and important to me. But guess what? There's more blessing available and that's what uh, God is speaking to you tonight. And, and, and to me, it's the testimony of Jacob's life. This boy, boy talked his brother out of his birthright, okay, which was to receive a double portion blessing as a firstborn son. Uh, you get twice as much as all the other sons get, right? And so he, 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 he got that from his brother 
So he was already blessed, right? But because he valued the blessing, he valued the blessing, which, you know, caused him to desire the blessing, which is why he ended up talking his brother out of it. Um, but then through his life, again and again and again, we see the blessing show up to the point where, you know, God shows up and blesses him and he makes a decision to tithe and ends up more blessed as a result of tithing and then goes and have another experience with God. And because he honors God and God experiences, he receives more blessing to the point where sure enough, an angel shows up, God. He says, I won't let you go until you bless. Can you be more blessed? All right. So now let's dig into the scripture. Now that I've kind of set the framework for your mind, hopefully your heart, uh, I can give you some scriptures that we, we really need to look at. Let me see how my time is. Amen. So we're doing okay. All right. So go with me, if you would, to the book of Ephesians. We're trying to answer the question, can you be? You know, is there just one general blessing or can you have more blessing. I'm going to give you some scriptures. I'm going to show it to you from the word of God. So you're just not listening to my preaching. Okay. So in the book of Ephesians chapter one, verse three. Okay. All right. So the scripture here says, <clears throat> blessed be the God and father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Who hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings with an S in heavenly places in Christ. Now, according to Ephesians chapter one, verse three, God's word is God speaking to me. This is about me. And Paul says, blessed be God who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places. So when I ask the question tonight, I know, you know, I don't want you to just answer out of your head. You should learn how to answer out of the word. Okay. So, you know, what is the answer to the question? Can I be more blessed than I am right now? Well, according to this verse of scripture, no, you can't be more blessed than you already are. Well, let's examine it fully and not just right off the surface. According to this verse of scripture, Paul is saying that anyone who is born again in the Lord Jesus Christ, whoever has accepted Jesus as their personal Lord and Savior, they are blessed by God with all spiritual blessings. Every spiritual blessing imaginable belongs to them. When you got born again, God spoke the blessing, the blessings of heaven upon you in that moment. Say it out loud. I am blessed with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Here's another way to look at this verse of scripture. The word in Christ is very important. I saw a book in my garage. It's a little mini book by Kenneth Hagin, Revelation from Jesus about in whom, in him, and in Christ. It's 
powerful to find out what privilege we have in Christ. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, are you in Christ? Are you born again? All right, then you are a new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Now, if you were six foot tall when you got saved, after you got saved, you didn't grow an inch or lose an inch. You were still six foot tall. So when all things become new, he's talking about on a spiritual level, right? In the same way, you are blessed with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. So if you are in Christ, then you have been blessed with all of these spiritual blessings. But guess what? They are in heavenly places. Where do you live? Where do I live? We live in the earth. So this begins to open up the door of understanding about this issue of being more blessed than I already am. Now, in the spirit, in heavenly places, I cannot be more blessed than I already am because God has blessed me with all spiritual blessings. But they are in heavenly places. I live in earthly places. I need those spiritual blessings to make their way to my earthly places so that I can experience the blessings in my lifetime in the land of the living. Now, this is about to get good. I'm going to jump. I'm going to jump past myself and then jump back to it. Turn with me, if you would, to Malachi chapter three. Turn with, I mean, I'm serious. Turn with me to Malachi chapter three and just keep this in mind. Of course, you know, I'll remind you of it. But in Malachi chapter three and about the tithe, look at what it says. In verse 10, it says, bring all the tithes. Now, that's a command in the Old Testament. In the New Testament, we get to tithe. Right. So you don't have to. But, but if you do, if you make that decision that you are going to give God like like Jacob did, nobody forced him. God was blessing him even before he made that decision to tithe. But after he made the decision to tithe, now he taps into more blessing. Woo, man, glory to God. All right. He said, bring all the time to the storehouse that there may be food in my house. And prove me now herewith, saith the Lord of hosts, that I will open you the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing that there shall not be room enough to receive it. Verse 11, now I will rebuke the devourer for your sake and he shall not destroy the fruit of your ground, neither shall your vine cast her fruit for before the time in the field, says the Lord of hosts. I am just getting real happy. Whoo, man. Like, I'm like full in the spirit. I mean, the Bible says, be not drunk with wine, wherein is excess, but be filled with the spirit or be drunk with the spirit. Man, I, man I'm getting full right now. I'm, I might have to pull the plug on this teaching, right? We can pick this up next week. This is good. I pray to God, I pray that you're receiving this and this is blessing your life. Now, so where are the blessings? You are blessed you can, in, in, in the spirit. You cannot be 
more blessed than you already are, right? According to Ephesians 1 and 3, you got all. All means everything and there's nothing left after all, right? So, but you don't, you're not, you, you live in earthly places. So let me ask you, you know, I, I drive, you know, we were, we were blessed to be able to buy a, um, a, a, a BMW SUV and we paid cash for it. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Amen. But, you know, but I still have my 2004 Dodge pickup truck, right? And uh, just the other week when I, when I went to Branson, Missouri, I, I was doing something and I ended up renting a, a um, it was a brand new Silverado and uh, real nice, you know, and uh, it only had like seven, eight, I, I put some miles on it. So 8,000 miles on it before I, before I took it back. And, you know, that, that newer truck is better than the pickup truck that I have, you know, and I still drive it. You know, my wife, you know, we bought it for my wife. Uh, I, I was able to bless her, you know, and uh, yeah. So, and, and then like in other areas in my life, but, but, but what, what about your life? Let, let's go back to our study questions for tonight. Can you stand more of the blessing of God in your life? Let me remind you that when we read about how God blessed Isaac and he sold in that land, you know, go back and look at Jacob's ladder number two. Isaac sold it and the Lord blessed him and he had flocks of sheep and he had flocks of cattle and he had much silver and much gold because the Lord had blessed him. And then let me quote to you Proverbs chapter 10, verse 22, while the Holy Ghost comes up upon me. The Bible says that the blessing of the Lord makes rich and he adds no sorrow with it. Are you rich? Can you stand to have more wealth? I'm talking about material, financial uh, substance added in your life. We can. There are things that are better than the things that we have. Um, and the Bible says that, that the blessing, that when the Lord blesses you, he'll make you rich. I believe every believer is supposed to be rich. You know, I grew up... <laughs> Man, it's kind of like dating me. I, I really am a young man, so please don't think I'm old. But, you know, Richie Rich was a cartoon um, when we were growing up. And if you think that riches and wealth are not a part of the discussion in Christianity, then I'd like for you to reconsider your perspective on the Bible. Because... Every time God blessed somebody, they ended up being financially well off. There's no way that you or I should struggle to pay anything. And we shouldn't be living from week to week. And I mean, we should be out ahead. Jesus said, I came that you might have life to the full until it overflows. <laughs> even this, this blessing about the tithe, right? 
it's supposed to be poured out where you don't have room enough to receive it. When the blessing manifests in such a way, you ought to be just like, I, I, I got too many cars. When you have too many cars, guess what you can do? You can give a car to somebody who doesn't have a car. When you have too many houses, guess what you can do? You can bless somebody else with a house. Hallelujah. So obviously there's some stretching going on in this series. So I'm going to wrap this up because I don't think I don't talk long enough. And we can pick back up uh, at, at another time. But to answer the question, can you be more blessed? And I didn't even touch the tip of the iceberg. I guess I'm going to have to call this more blessed part two next week because I didn't get to some really important passages on this, at least one kind of contemplating right now, whether I'm supposed to, to give it. Um, but let me, let me just take this step forward. In Malachi chapter uh, three, verse 10, he says, when you tithe, when you make a decision to give God a tenth, you don't have to, but if you do, there's a special blessing. As a matter of fact, what God's going to do, he's going to open the windows of heaven and pour out the blessing from heaven into your earthly place. See, the, the windows of heaven, where, where are all your spiritual blessings? All your spiritual blessings are in heavenly places. But look at what the tithe does. Look at what unity does. Look at what abstinence from fornication, fleeing fornication, look at what it does. In each of those occasions, I believe that, that there's a special blessing poured out upon your life as a result of God's word. And it will result in more blessing than the general blessing. Everybody in God is blessed, but there are some that are, oh, thank you, God. This is where we can end. Turn with me to Acts chapter 20, verse 35. If you stayed on this long enough, God bless you. You value the blessing and you're going to see some things manifest. I promise. Well, God promises you and I stand by him in that you're going to see some things manifested in your life as a result of learning with me. And, 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 and many of you already value the blessing of the Lord. I close with Acts chapter 20. That's what I, I was, I, I just felt like, you know, there was something and I didn't even, it, it was at the top of my notes, but I didn't see it. Uh, but the Holy Spirit brought it to my remembrance. Acts chapter 20 and verse 30. Did you all get anything something out, out of this tonight? I think Wednesday night live, I, I think this is good. I, I think we should keep this going. Amen. And, and uh, if you all don't mind, normally I try to do, you know, four parts on the series. But if you all don't mind, I really would like to take my time with Jacob's ladder and looking at the, the life and, and really just ministering the blessing. Amen. During this Wednesday night. OK. All right. So uh, we close in uh, Acts 20, verse 35. He says, I've showed you all things. How that so laboring. You ought to support the weak. Um, I'll just tell you right now, you shouldn't be working for a living. I shouldn't be working for a living. 
We should be working to give to him that needeth. So laboring, you ought to support the weak. Think about it. When your house is paid for, when your cars are paid for, you don't have no note. Like right now, we've got this, I mean, beautiful car. You know, both of our vehicles are paid off. My wife and I are literally nearly debt free. The only thing we've got, you know, a student loan, some student loan that we're dealing with. But outside that, we don't have no credit cards. No. There's no, you know, loan for the refrigerator and loan for this and, you know, car notes and all that. When when you're in that kind of position where you're experiencing and walking in the blessing of the Lord that makes rich, then when you go to work, you can give to those that are weak. And, and, and that's a level my wife was really ministering to me today, just talking to me. She She has it in her that we can give more than we've been giving. You know, we, we want to be more of a blessing than we've ever been. And, we, and we're going to be looking at that, her and I, together. What can we do, you know, to give more? You know, I'm, I'm starting to think, you know, I got a lot of clothes and my clothes don't wear out, right? Well, I don't need all of those clothes. I barely wear some of those things, you know. Well, you know, how can I give more clothes away? And, and, and just give more, give more. Listen, he says, I've showed you all things. And how that so laboring, you ought to support the weak and to remember the words of the Lord Jesus, how he said, it is more blessed to give than to receive. I'll share this testimony. Uh, I was at this conference last week and uh, someone, I, I was passing by somebody just saying goodbye and, you know, the conference was ending. I'm just getting ready to go back to my my, uh, my room. And, you know, when I shook hands with them, they they I felt like they had something in their hand. And, you know, I've been there where people, have, you know, give you a blessed handshake. And, uh, man, I, you know, I didn't look at it and count it at the moment or like, you know, well, what is this and all that? I, you know, I perceived, OK, he's blessing me. Right. Like, why? Why? I'm blessed. Right. I, I, I don't look homely. You know, I'm, I'm a I'm a blessed person. But, man, he and this didn't feel like, you know, just one bill. It felt like folds of of cash. I was like. Praise God. Hallelujah. And um, I, I, I get back to, to the hotel and it was $700 bills folded up and he placed that in my hand. Now, I was so blessed beyond the fine. I mean, I don't I don't need seven hundred dollars. I mean, I could use, you know, I could do all kind of things. Actually, it blessed me because I I I. Um, <laughs> I, I gave that to my wife, Marquita, and uh, amen. You know, whatever she does with it, you know, I praise God, you know. Um, but yeah, I was so blessed. I mean, so it wasn't the money that just blessed me. The fact that he did it bless me, right? And I know that's going to be a blessing to our family. It was just like, if I felt like with that, that money coming into my hands, that God was smiling, not just he was smiling on me or they were smiling on me, but that it was God. I mean, it ministered to me. It blessed me. But guess what? I was so blessed. But guess I, I received. 
I was blessed in receiving, but guess what? I'm sure that family that sold that $700 is more blessed in giving. In other words, <laughs> there is a special blessing when you give. <laughs> Woo! Now, I'm not talking about just tithing. There must be a special blessing that comes from giving. Oh, glory to God. Well, now that I know that, if I value that, I'm going to be looking for the opportunities, right? Because I value the blessing. And if I can have more of the blessing than I already have, like Jacob, man, I'm not going, what can we do? I'm going to tithe. I'm going to honor God. I'm going to raise my children, right? I'm going to give. <laughs> oh, man, I just run out of time. But at the end of Jacob's, I mean, in a part of Jacob's story, he's giving to his brother just three troops and i mean he's a giver not only is he a tither but he's a giver isn't this a beautiful story are you blessed by being a part of this and receiving tonight Did this bless you tonight oh man i thank you for allowing me I, I i you know whatever with the time you know we're good i hope it blessed you listen um come on back sunday uh i'll be in the building i'll, I'll be there Looking forward to a powerful service. Obviously, we're picking back up in the boomerang effect. And so I just kicked it off uh, just uh, two weeks ago. And so we'll get into number two. And that was awesome. You know, we'll get into that. And uh, again, pray for churches. Please pray for churches. Um, wow. Great things are happening. Um, oh, before I let you go, I need to bless you, right? So hold up your hand and receive this as I speak it over your life. And I mean it from my heart. It's not, it's not even relative to what's going on in your life. Maybe you've messed up. Maybe you've blown it. You know, put your hand down. Let me, let me pray. Maybe you're online right now and, and you don't know the Lord, or maybe you've got some sin. Maybe you've been doing some things that you know you shouldn't have been doing, but you know, you kind of just been just going along. Let's, 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 let's do what the word says. Let's get it off of you. Let's clean ourselves in the presence of God. Will you pray this with me? Say this out loud. Dear Heavenly Father, I received this word tonight and I thank you for your blessing upon my life. And I want to be more blessed. So I give you my life. I do believe that Jesus, he is the son of God, that he died for my sins that you raised him from the dead, come into my heart, save me from my sins. Lord, I repent for all my sins. Cleanse me from all unrighteousness. I know what I did, what I said was wrong. I know that that in me is wrong and I repent of it. I don't act like it's right. Help me be better. That more of your blessing may manifest in my life in Jesus' name. Now receive this as I speak it over you. May the Lord bless you. And may the Lord keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace. I also want to speak God's favor over your life. May his favor be upon you and your family to a thousand generations and upon your children and their children and their children. 
I also want to speak God's presence over your life. May the presence of God go before you. May he go behind you and beside you, all around you, within you. I say that God is with you. May his presence be with you in the morning and in the evening. When you come in and when you go out, in your weeping and in your rejoicings, he is for you. Be blessed, faith family. I love you. God loves you. And remember, Jesus came so that you can experience a better life.